0: you are listening to the critical mass radio show orange county's business talk
1: show focused on exploring topics of interest to ceos who are leading middle market companies with your host richard franzi
0: hello and welcome to critical mass business talk show orange county's longest running business talk show and i am your host rick franzi and we have a great show planned for you today Tahera Renee Christie, Executive Creative Director of Love Amore Prop, is our guest. Tahera, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me, Rick. I appreciate it. (laughs) I'm excited to have you on the show to talk about you and your business as an entrepreneur and the journey. Let's start with what was your inspiration for starting your business?
1: Well, I was inspired during the pandemic like many other people who were tired of making pizzas, cookies, cakes, and pies, and and gaining weight because there were so many ingredients around and so much time to create, Um, but I I just got tired of doing the same thing. And I had four children at home trying to get them through school. I was like, there just has to be more. So I took my very last unemployment check that I received as a result of being laid off because of the pandemic, and I invested in um, some rose water. I wanted to create rose water. um, and put it on an Etsy shop and just kind of see how it did. I had no expectations whatsoever. My mom who watches a lot of um, the news, uh, she said, you need to make hand sanitizer. And I listened to my mommy and I had the ingredients at home. I made some very a natural hand sanitizer put that on my Etsy shop, the the next day I had 30 orders, the day after that I had 110 orders. So it just kind of blossomed into this thing. I made $20,000 my first full month in business and it allowed me the capital to really create anything that came out of my brain. I started making lotions. I started making soaps and and shaving kits and chocolate. You name it. I was just on this creative binge, so to speak. Um, And now I have over 180 products. So it's been an amazing journey for the last, I want to say, 20 months. We're almost two, which is exciting. Um, But that was my original motivation.
0: That's that's an exciting story. Let me ask you a couple questions, if I could, uh, follow-ups. Are you still using Etsy as a platform?
1: I still use Etsy, but not nearly as much as my website and my Shopify account. I've actually branched off into using Amazon as well as um, um, Shopify, not Shopify, Amazon, Facebook and Instagram, which has been a, a huge push for me as well, um, and now I'm also on Google Shops. So I've explored into different avenues. Um, Etsy is by far my number two seller just because my 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 ranking is so high with them, and I've, I've gotten offside ads with them. I've gotten over 500 five-star reviews with them. So I have a presence there, but I'm definitely leveraging my website and my Shopify account uh, much more than I did in the beginning of the pandemic.
0: So you're coming up on your second year anniversary. And so uh, I'm wondering what lessons, Tahara, have you learned as an entrepreneur with a startup business that you're scaling and growing?
1: That is such a loaded question. How much time do we have? (laughs) (laughs) I've learned so much Um, every day is a new learning experience, whether it's learning better ingredients to put in my products or um, different marketing avenues to take, or um, like you mentioned, which websites are going to give be you the best bang for my buck. Um, there are so many different things to learn. Um, Cause I, I started this business just lackadaisically. It kind of just happened for me. Whereas most people, they have an idea, they want to launch it. They're trying to make it go. And then eventually they get there. I started off hitting the gates running, um, as a star horse in that race. And, and so now I've had to really scale back and take a look at the business and see the structure that I've built so far. And what I'm learning right now is number one, everybody wants my money, (laughs) whatever I've made, everybody wants a piece of this pie, whether they feel they deserve it or entitled to it, or, you know, feel like they can take my business to the next level. But my biggest lesson right now is discernment to know which direction I should go. um, because I'm building a brand. I'm not just selling products. And that's a whole different schemality than um, someone who's like, I've got this great shaving kit and I'm going to sell you this shaving kit and we're going to push the shaving kit. I've got a product line and and it's really robust and it's really good. And my customers love all of my products. So then it becomes scaling. How do I push which products are going to take the business to the next level? How do I let some of my babies go Mm -hmm. and say, sorry, you're not making enough revenue? I need to focus on these products. So it has been an amazing journey, and, and going into year two um, with this business and everything that I want to, to kind of birth out of it, uh, it's, it's making some really tough decisions, and, and that's probably um, the biggest part as an entrepreneur is, is, is knowing that my desire has nothing to do with what makes me money, and those are two separate processes, so I am battling that in my mind right now, but I'm working through it very beautifully.
0: So I loved interviewing entrepreneurs. We almost exclusively interview business executives and entrepreneurs from Orange County here on the program. And what I know is the entrepreneurial journey is a unique journey from being an employee. But there's a lot of commonality for entrepreneurs who are on that journey. And so I'm wondering, um, how did you come up with the name of your firm? Yes, that's a great question. I went through a self-love journey
1: uh, for about three years where I was just kind of discovering myself. I think that that that's the midlife, thing that most people do. Like, who am I? Where am I going? Why am I working in corporate America and it's unfulfilling? Like <laughs> I had to figure that out for myself. And and the the commonality for me in that journey was self-love. Like really I'm a mother, I'm a wife, I'm a community leader. I I have a nonprofit that I work with homeless people. Like love is the center and the foundation of everything that I do. So I went to my husband, I was like, I want to, I want to start this business and I want to call it self-love. And he was like, let me get back to you on that. Because <laughs> it was just too plane. And he was like, we could do better than that. So he went to Google and sort of looked up some names and he was like, what about a more propay? And I was like, <laughs> we didn't know how to say it at that time. I was like, Ooh, I like the way it looks. It looks sexy and it looks established. And let's look to see if any other businesses out there exist. So we did all our research to see if the trademark was taken and see if the website was taken. I was able to grab all of those things for the business. And I was like, let's go. So within two days, I had my first labels printed out. And again, when I put that on my Etsy shop, it just kind of blew up there because a more probe looks so. Established. I went simple with my design. I didn't. Everybody was inboxing me. How you should cartoon your business. Can I make a label for you? I'm like, I'm doing just fine. Simple really does sell. And so, um, my husband, he he is the mastermind behind going French. He knew I was obsessed with France. I'm obsessed with the Eiffel Tower. Uh, so he just kind of put my personality with my cause together. And our motto is live in love. And a more probe means self love in French. So it just kind of married. And and I'm really just rallying behind that phrase and, and love it so very much.
0: So is this your first true full-time entrepreneurial endeavor?
1: This is not, actually. Okay. I, I've had businesses over the last 15 years. I My friends call me straight Jamaican. She's like, you always got three jobs. I'm like, I'm not actually Jamaican, but I've always had side <laughs> hustle after side hustle after business mm-hmm. opening. I used to DJ um, and I DJed on the side but you know made pretty good money doing it almost $20,000 a year DJing on the side which was amazing um on top of having a corporate job i've also been an actor and i've had an entertainment career for literally forever um and i've also run a small nonprofit but everything was not big enough for me to quit everything and focus directly on it so this is my first full time um non full time um entrepreneurial experience um, but <laughs> it's been an amazing journey because last year I kind of got burnt out. I was like, I can't do it. <laughs> so I stopped working for like three months out of the summer. And then I got myself back in the game and was like, no, this is the thing. I actually went out to look for another job. It was just so foreign. I was like, what am I doing here? Like I knew that wasn't for me, but I was just, I, you go back to what, you know, and, and those old habits really die hard. and And I had to like knock myself on the head as I'm in this interview with these VPs. I'm like, I can't do that. I can't do that. I wasn't built for that. And anybody who's ever known me since I was in my early twenties, they're like, you really just shouldn't be working for anybody. And I'm like, but I don't have anything to do for myself. I just couldn't figure it out. But man, when that concept hit me and it hit home and it just became this big, amazing feat for myself to be able to climb this mountain and see the top and, and I'm still climbing and I'm loving every second of the journey.
0: That's, uh, that's, a good, great story. I'm curious, how do you now keep your... Because you've had such a interesting diversity of activities that you've been able to do in your career. How do mm-hmm. you maintain that discipline as an entrepreneur now to take care of this two-year-old that you have? Exactly. It's
1: my baby. Uh, the great part about me is I got a corporate sales job from when I was 20, and that's been the last 20 years of my life is, is having the structure of... Um, understanding what needs to happen in order to get to that sale, right? It's a numbers game in sales. It's how many calls are you going to make in order to talk to so many people, in order to have so many presentations, in order to have so many opportunities at that, in order to have so many opportunities to actually close the sale. And I'm actually a pretty good salesperson. So I'm, I'm batting 33% most of the time on large um, opportunities. But for these transactional things, B2C, um, I'm really good with people. So because I'm a people person, when I go out to pop-up shops, for example, if you're coming in my booth, i'm gonna sell you something so having that sales background and having that desire behind knowing that my products are really good and i believe in them i could Mm -hmm. never sell something i didn't believe in but this is all me it's made by me it's marketed by me it's done you know i literally do everything so it's failure or it's success just rests on my shoulders so i take it so seriously and as you can see, probably I have a lot of passion. I'm a very passionate person. I have a lot of energy. And so people feed on that and they see that I really believe in my product. And even when I have customer service issues, because it's going to happen, my customers are always right. I, I take the Chick-fil-A way through everything. It's my pleasure to serve you. Like you do not have to buy $42 lotion from me. You can go to CBS and get $5 lotion that will work just fine. But mine is better and it's worth the experience and it's worth the cost. And I'm going to tell you why. And then you're going to experience it. You're going to believe that I matched my words with my actions and you're going to come back for more. At least that's been my experience. So that passion behind it keeps me consistent, keeps me going, keeps me excited about getting up every day, working 15 hours a day, going to bed tired every day to get back up and do it again. It's like a drug, uh, but a beautiful drug that's beneficial to myself, my family and all the customers that I serve.
0: So, Tahara, I'd like to. Uh, I'm having such an enjoyable conversation. I have a bunch of other things I want to ask you. So, one of them is um, I know as an entrepreneur, experience sometimes is the best teacher. Some business lessons, though, are best learned vicariously from other people's experiences. So, I'd like you to share kind of one of the strategic challenges that you faced and you were able to overcome in your business for the benefit of others that might be listening today or in the future.
1: Absolutely. Uh, probably my biggest concern right now, what keeps me up at night <laughs> most nights, because my witching hours between twelve and four a.m. Uh, is marketing. There are so many ways to market your business, whether you're online, whether you're in person, whether you have help, or you're doing your marketing on social media all on your own. Um, <clears throat> knowing who to work with, how much money to spend, what your return on your investment is going to be. It boggles my mind. And I come from the world of marketing. So I know how to make things look good. I know how to make them appealing to people. So I have that, that leg up, whereas a lot of business owners may not have that aesthetic eye. I mean, that's why I call myself a creative director versus a CEO. I'm both, but I really love the creative aspect of business. But that's a really hard thing for most people to, to visualize. So the way I've been able to overcome that is I have joined several cohort co- cohorts um, and several business networking opportunities where I talk to other business owners. I'm um, in the DMs of a lot of other business owners. like, what are you doing? How did you do that? I pay attention to these rising TikTok stars that generated seven figures their first year or two in business i'm like what are they doing and how can i duplicate that authentically because i'm not them and i'm trying to be them but i can take bits and pieces that make sense to me and make it roll into my business in a way that has made my business as popular as it is. I have over 5,000 people following me on Instagram. That's huge success to me in the first two years of my business just from people noticing me um, and having not even noticed that it was me. In the first year of my business, nobody knew the face behind the product. I really pushed the marketing of my product because I wanted the product to speak for itself. I didn't want people to, one way or another, have any bias or you know inclination toward me the product should speak for themselves. And so I took all of those bits and pieces and really just made sense of it. And it's been very helpful in my business. I am not afraid to ask questions. I am not afraid of failure. I have failed many times and I get back up each and every time. That's probably the biggest key to my success. Be okay to fail, fail over and over and over again because anybody who's great at anything that they do, that's probably the number one thing that they say. And, and don't, you know, get up. That's the whole point. Get back up and keep going. And it, it becomes an amazing journey when you see it that way.
0: Yeah. It, the, the thought is it doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down. It's how many times you get up.
1: Exactly.
0: And I know when you started the business, you started it as a DBA. And I'm yes. wondering if you could share your experience for what you realized you needed to do to protect the firm's name and the business structure, and your personal assets, too, outside of the business.
1: Absolutely. I am the biggest advocate of legalizing your business. In fact, I'm the spokesgirl for Rocket Lawyer, which has been an amazing journey as well. Um, I, as an actor, I've been continuously um, seeking opportunities to get on television. and have a big personality, so it's fun for me. <laughs> well, I happen to get booked for a Rocket Lawyer commercial, and Rocket Lawyer CEO noticed that I actually have Rocket Lawyer. They've done articles and blogs as well as a commercial about my business, which has been an amazing journey, and it actually helped me to put out there the importance of being more than just a DBA getting something as simple as a sole proprietor LLC or even a partnership if you're working with someone or even getting yourself to that next level of having an S corp or a C corp is so important for your business because if you don't take you seriously how the heck do you expect anybody else to do that and legalizing your business is one way to be able to do that. And so I actually went so far as because more Probe got more popularity and I noticed more people were utilizing the name more Probe because it's just a word, right? It's like saying, you know, fire. Uh, How do you you trademark fire? Everybody uses fire. In in France, people say self-love all the time. In the US, they still say self-love. So I said, let me go and see if I can get this legalized and get a trademark for myself nine months of, of birthing this trademarked baby, I'm now a registered trademark. So a more prop is mine. Every time you say it, if I wanted to, I could sue, but I won't, <laughs> I won't, okay. but it's mine. It's my business, the logo is mine. Um, and I went through that process and it was very inexpensive compared to what I'm gaining from that. Um, but it shows the public, I take my business very seriously. Again, I'm not just selling products. This is a brand. This is a movement. I want people to feel good about themselves. And legalizing my business proves to everyone who ever buys anything from me that I mean what I say.
0: So I'm speaking with uh, Hera Renee Christie, and we're talking about her business because she's the executive creative director and CEO. That's and right. Uh, two-year-old successful scaling company. And I'm sure what you've seen is you're as you move through different revenue levels, there's different responsibilities on you as the leader and this final decision maker of the company. But also you might have seen that just because you move to one revenue level doesn't mean the business stays there, right? which is the difference between for those people that are working in corporate America, if you get a pay raise and you're still at the company, you've now set the new foundation for how much money you're going to make. That's right. not the case necessarily for an entrepreneurial business, is it?
1: Absolutely not. Um, You know, in the sales world, we always say it's either feast or famine, and a good salesperson will learn how to scale their sales so they have consistency throughout the year. Um, Having been a 20-year veteran in corporate America, I knew how to generate revenue to keep it consistent. And the great part is every single month we have some sort of holiday, right? We've got Valentine's Day, New Year's, Christmas, you know, St. Patrick's Day. There are ways in the business to be able to generate excitement around those holidays and people who would normally not buy anything special for those days, we can create buzz around that. So you can create consistency. But my first year was, you know, $700 a month, $10,000 a month, $6,000 a month, $2,000 a month, it was just all over the place, but it was because I was all over the place. So now that I've gotten into real business strategy, I've been learning how to scale my business so that I can see consistent minimums for what I expect out of my business so that we can level up to the next year. Cause the, the, the goal right now is to get to $500,000 a year. And then the next goal will be a million a year. And then we double from there. And, the, and there are strategic things that need to take place in order for that to happen. But you can't get to $10,000 a year until you've been able to see what that looks like. Visualize it. I'm big on vision boards. And writing your goals down and having action items every day to help work towards that goal. So I'm grateful for that experience that I've had in the past. So that I can gain some consistency, because now my husband's looking at me like, "Okay, where's where's that next big check? It's coming! It's coming! It's here!" So uh, I'm excited at the direction that we're going and what we're going to be able to do in the future, knowing that um, I'm putting my money where my mouth is and my mouth where my actions are, and it can only work from there.
0: So I'd just like to ask because you started your business during the pandemic, during the lockdown, during a different time. You uh, have four children. You're mm-hmm. you're married. You're running your business out of your home. Yes. And so that's a lot of energy in one space. How do you as a as an entrepreneur who has four children and a two year old business and a husband and outside commitments? How are you able to put a fence around when it's time to no longer be the entrepreneur and to be something else in your life?
1: What a, what a great and profound question, because um, that has been the uh, the difficulty in that I'll be happy because I've made soap or I've made some beautiful lotion. I've had a great day of working and being creative and and cultivating my baby. And one of my kids will come home with a crisis of any kind, right? It's <laughs> just that teenager. So there's always some kind of drama and transitioning from my happiness to feeding into them where they may have some displeasure and and really working on motivating them. Thank God their mom is a motivational speaker and a a life coach so I know how to put on and take off the hats when I need to. Um, And so I I think that I I shut down my business at five o'clock every day, regardless. I gotta pick up my my seven-year-old, I gotta make dinner. um, I have date nights with my husband. And I try really hard not to talk about business the whole time, or really try. <laughs> because I'm excited. Like it's, And even on my bad days, I'm, 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 I want to talk about it. And so that's where my cohorts, that's where my business friends, my networking, that's where I get all of that out, right? So if I'm selling self-love and self-care, I must self-love and self-care too. So I go on vacations by myself. I go to the spa. I take care of myself in that regard. Like right now, we don't have a dining room. Behind this screen is a lot of stuff going on. We don't have a garage. We almost (laughs) didn't have a living room because I have so many towers of things but that also gives me my next goal. My next goal is to get my storefront, at least get a workspace out of my home so that I can separate the two physically. So it's creating goals that I didn't even know I needed to have. But the great part is when when I first found success, I was like, okay, God, I have not thought this far and I'm a thinker. I, I'm very forward thinking. I always am tw- 20 steps ahead, but I'm like, I'm out of thoughts. <laughs> so my prayer life, my meditation life is amazing so that I can stay focused on being present for the now, because that's very important but also being focused on what the next step is going to be. So that period last year where I was just lost and didn't want to be involved in the business at all, that was my time to really refocus, rediscover why I'm passionate about this and where I want to go. And taking that time out was so important. So work-life balance is huge, but I find that my work-life balance is Better than it's ever been in any corporate job I've ever had in my entire life because my family now rallies behind me. Um, my my kids and my husband show up to my pop up shops. My mom shows up. They help me sell. They help me set up. It's really become a family business. So this year I'm hiring my family, which is so excited because of the tax benefits, and they are excited about this too. I'm not the only one on this island excited about this business. I actually have people vested in my business with me. So. It's an exciting thing, and I, I I like the fact that everybody supports that. Mom needs a break, and they they give me a break, and my husband steps up, and my kids, my you know older older kids step up to help out with my daughter. So we're making it work, and we're making it happen, and it's exciting.
0: Yeah, and so that in that answer is the the challenge too, because you can bring everyone in your life into your business, which is really rewarding. Mm -hmm. Something you can't do in the corporate world when you work for somebody else. But the other side of that is, then everybody in your life is in your business. And that that has its ramifications too. So Mm -hmm. that's why I'm saying the entrepreneurial journey is unique because Mm -hmm. people who haven't been on this, who've worked for somebody else, can't really appreciate it because you can't describe it in a way that is so holistic to the experience of being an entrepreneur that they can get it. The only way to really appreciate it is to walk that path but what I have found is that path has some common markers in it that other entrepreneurs in very different businesses can appreciate because they've been there and done that too. So that's right. that, that's why I love to hear the fact that you're surrounding yourself with others in your cohorts, because I think, again, in business, some lessons are best learned vicariously from others' experiences, both positive and, and challenges that you want to try to avoid. So right. I really... Uh, enjoyed our time together here if someone would like to follow you learn more about your company where do you direct them online
1: Absolutely. Well, we appreciate the fact that you've given us this platform to chat because I am so passionate about people and my products reflect that. So if you want to catch up with us online, we're available across all social media platforms at probe And our website is amorep.com. That's com, as well as amorprope.shop. And we have a link tree forward slash um, love a more probe as well. So stay connected. There's lots of great wholesome beautiful things that we're doing now and in the future and we'd love to have you a part of that.
0: Tahara, this has been thoroughly enjoyable. I said at the top of the show we're going to have a great time together. You've made it so easy to ask you questions and enjoy your answers. Thank you for being a friend of the program and a part of our community. Thank you so much. I'd also like to thank the audience. You've been a part of Orange County's longest-running business talk show. Tahara's episode was episode number 1,341. If you're an entrepreneur in Orange County and you'd like to share your story, then reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm Rick, R-I-C, Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I, or visit my website, rickfranzi.com. Until the next time we have a chance to be together, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction.